0: Mohamed, lots of uh, South African data out yesterday, and um, we said we'd be keeping an eye on that. Um, And what's your take? Are we upbeat about what we saw?
1: Well, you know, I'd like to cover this because I think we always cover lots of the negative news. flow, And I guess yesterday's data, in some respect, was, I I would call it upbeat. I wouldn't call it, you know, massively positive. But let's maybe go through that. I mean, first of all, we we had uh, South African producer prices or factory-gate prices uh, and that effectively came in at 6.9%. And remember, PPI is usually above. CPI, or least, has been for quite some time. But the good news here is that, you know, it has declined from 7.2% last month. So, you know, across the board, we saw decreases. Specifically, what was important to me is, you know, PPI for electricity and water eased from 8.6% last month to 7.4%. So, you know, some of those generalized trends continue towards the downside. For example, food also easing from almost 8% to 7.5%. And I'm hoping that if this trend persists, that we could possibly see uh, next month's CPI print come in a little bit lower than expected, like we had last month, and that that might just stay the South African Reserve Bank's hand at the November meeting. So that was on the PPI front. Uh, then we had some other data out, and, and probably more important than all of that was obviously the unemployment number. We had the quarterly labor force survey coming out. And you know, it, it's still so high. It's, a, it's 25.4%. Uh, but that was slightly better than the market had expected. Um, you can't get excited, I guess, around a 25% unemployment rate. It's still showing you a staggering amount of people that remain out of work. Uh, and then also what was so concerning you in that is if we look through that, is a very high number of discouraged workers, discouraged workers coming through at around $2.5 million uh, for, for the third quarter. So that's still showing that we have massive challenges uh, in this domestic economy. Lastly, just on, on the local data front, we had the budget deficit numbers. It is a monthly number. It is very volatile. But that came in at $5.4 billion from $7.3 billion last month. So certainly beating expectations. Expectations were very bearish around $11 billion. And So in general, I think uh, an upbeat set of numbers, uh, but still showing us that we do have significant macroeconomic challenges in this country.
0: And just looking at the currency, Mohammed, uh, what's the outlook? Uh, we saw a brief foray weaker yesterday. So, what can we expect the currency to do?
1: So, I mean, you were talking about gold just just before we came online here. And and that's just showing you how much it is still a a dollar story out there. And and on the back of that Fed meeting, we had the dollar. The dollar got quite strong. We saw the rand go and test that 11 rand mark against the U.S. dollar. uh, And subsequently, it's pulled back down. It's now back in in the, uh, the upper 1080s. Um, the sense I get though, Sakina, is that, you know, the RAND had a nice consolidation. There's a fair amount of resistance around, between here, let's call it 1085, uh, down to around what they call the 200-day moving average on, on a technical basis. Uh, and that comes to around 1070, 1075. So we need to see a much more sustained move stronger in the RAND if we are to call a longer-term uh, change in trend. Uh, but for now, it's looking as though this rally we've had in the RAND it may be looking a little bit tired. Uh, and I certainly think that there is still a fair amount of vulnerability that could come through, specifically if we see uh, better economic data come out of the United States and that push us through uh, into a hiking
0: cycle. And just uh, lastly, Mohammed, US GDP uh, for the third quarter up by 3.5%. Tell us more about that.
1: So yeah, I mean, that's the economic data I'm talking about in the U.S. And when I say a hiking cycle, I'm specifically talking about an international hiking cycle, not on the domestic front. We have advanced U.S. GDP numbers out for the third quarter, uh, and that's coming in significantly better than expectations. So the expectations were for growth of 3%. They came in at 3.5%. Now, because these are advanced numbers, we can expect them to be revised over the course of the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, But I mean, 3.5% is staggeringly strong the world's largest economy, Uh, a fair amount of that is coming from from exports, uh, and uh, I do expect them to revise that lower, because that stronger dollar will hurt them on the export front. But regardless of how you look at it, it looks as though the U.S. continues to build some sort of momentum behind their recovery. I, I maintain, you know, I'm slightly more dovish. I don't think it's enough to push them into an aggressive hiking cycle just yet, but I do still maintain that, that it's going to be coming sometime during the course of next year. And when that does actually happen, remember, all of the growth-seeking capital will find its way towards the United States, and so it becomes that much more difficult for South Africa to compete uh, on an international basis when our growth looks comparatively less attractive. So you know, I think those are some of the headwind factors. But let's be positive here. I think stronger U.S. economic growth should have a positive spillover effect to the rest of the world economy. And in as much as we're able to capitalize on that, there should be some sort of good news on the horizon there.